0: Hello, and welcome to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Peterson, and I'm so excited to welcome you to the show. Our show today is all about long arm quilting. We heard from so many of you through our podcast listener survey that you wanted to hear more about this subject, so today we're chatting all about it. First, we have an interview with Carla Jerome, Director of Education for The Grace Company, We chat all about what you want to consider when purchasing a long arm, some tips for choosing quilting designs, and her advice for getting started. Then we have some tips for preparing your quilt for quilting, whether you're sending it out to be quilted or quilting it yourself. We'll jump right in with our interview. Welcome to the podcast, Carla. I'm so excited to chat with you about all things long arm today. First off, Carla, why don't you tell me a little bit about how you got started quilting?
1: was um, very fun. Uh, I started at the same place my mom started at a little shop called Mormon Handcraft. But it's a consignment shop. So a lot of crafters could make their items and bring them in and sell them. It just was also a quilting shop where they could get fabric as well. And I was hired to help close it down. But when they changed their mind, I stayed on and it helped me work my way through school. And I became the manager there uh, working nights.
0: Wow, that's fun. So did you start there when you were in high
1: school then? You no, know, when I was 21. Um, okay. I started when I was 21. So I've been quilting, I can honestly say, about 40 years. So it's been a long time and a fun, creative and thoughtful journey. Just working at the Mormon Handcraft allowed me that creative outlet that it kept me from and becoming depressed at times and i think it's really important for all of us to find something out there that we can express ourselves in a different way and not dwell on the negatives that may be going on around us and that's what warming handicraft did for me and it helped me through some difficult times so it was a lot of fun and uh, a really good time in my life to explore other avenues and other creative spots that I really didn't recognize that I had.
0: I love that. And so many people I feel like think of crafting as that outlet and it is really good for mental health. And so that's great that you were able to find that at a young age. So tell us a little bit about what you do at the Grace Company.
1: So my job really isn't a job. I love it. It's more of of what I like doing is creating. And um, I create the curriculum for the classes that we have. I also am a quilter, so I'm able to design my own patterns and come up with my own ways to quilt those designs. And so, like I said, it's really not a job. It's more of a passion. So, and it's not even a hobby anymore. It's that passion that's come through. And I love seeing others um, take what I'm trying to teach them. And the light goes on in their head and they're able to go back home and say, I can do this. I've got this. I They're getting outside of their their emotional thought processes of I can't, I can't, I can't, and then they turn around after they learn, and then they can say, I can, I can, and how can I do it a little differently and throw in my perspective for quilting.
0: I love that so much. There's so much of, I think, quilting is a real mental thing, and you have to get over that block. Yes, yes. So we recently surveyed our podcast listeners and they had a lot of questions about long arm quilting so let's get into some of those details if someone is looking to purchase a long arm what are some things they consider budget's
1: number one i would say that's the biggest thing is how much do you want to spend um and you know there's something for everybody who um in their budget for a long arm quilting or moving that direction to long arm quilting. And then there's space. Their space is probably the second biggest item that we need to recognize because we have to quilt within the limitations of our space.
0: Okay, so when you're looking at buying something, what kind of features of the long arm machine are important, do you think?
1: Most long arms will give you the stitch that you need they will give you the speeds that you need to um, stitch within those regulations and most of them have come with stitch regulation now there are a few that don't but those are the key things i I look at the size space because there's different sizes of long arm machines out there Um, and then i look at the features that you definitely probably want stitch regulation versus just manual as you're working on it and then Um, An easier way to do it is if I can fit a frame on my long arm. Now there are long arm quilters that you could just sit and push a quilt through the throat of the machine and you're not using a frame. And I think that's very difficult. And I think the frame just frees you up for managing the fabric. And so that's a little easier way, but there are different sizes, different styles, and it's It's a lot of fun to explore your options and do your research. That's the other thing. I I would do my research and look at the different features on the different machines and write down your budget. This is what I do. I always go to the cart and I start adding the ultimate features that I want into the cart and kind kind of take them out from there. And they kind of get it within my price point. So it's fun to explore your options at the different quilting companies and see what everybody has to offer.
0: Yeah, we like to say that the sit down type machine, that's more like you're moving the paper under a pen. So if you were drawing, you're moving the paper where a long arm with a frame, you're moving the pen around and the paper, the fabric is staying in the same place. So you have to think about that. It's kind of totally different skills, really. So you have to decide you know, which thing is best for you and how you want to learn how to quilt.
1: Right. And a lot of us will start out with the push quilting and and it's hard to do. And then And then they think, oh man, that's when they get inside their head. I can't do it. I wasn't able to have the beautiful stitches that all those other quilters that have been quilting forever and uh, and we compare ourselves to them and we've just got to not, we've got to give our, ourselves a chance to learn. And I feel like sometimes we don't.
0: Yes, I think you have to be willing to have some turnout, maybe not so great. And maybe right. at first you aren't going to be incredibly happy with that. You know, it's just, you have to get over that.
1: Practice makes perfect is really true. The more you practice any skill, even cooking, because we've given ourselves that chance to to burn the rice, give yourself a break and enjoy the process. The learning process is a lot of fun.
0: Definitely. Okay. So we'll go back to kind of talking about that limited amount of space. So if somebody has a limited amount of space, then what do you recommend?
1: first of all there's always the quilting just on the machine itself okay that's your easiest way to start quilting without dedicating a lot of space however it doesn't manage your fabric for you so you're trying to um get all these gadgets to hold the fabric so you can quilt a larger size quilt through the throat of your machine that's where the, the frames come in. If you are limited on space, that's where the little cutie tabletop fabric frame is. It's portable, it saves space, but allows you to quilt larger size quilts by using the method of moving the machine across the quilt rather than pushing the quilt through the throat of the machine. It's a hoop style frame and that hoop style frame was one of our inventions where it allows you to not have a big long arm frame but you're quilting in sections. So you're actually moving the quilt in sections or we call them zones and quilting a section at a time. And then you're shifting it to quilt the next section and then you're just moving down the quilt. And it's a lot of fun and it's very creative and it really does free you up to make those beautiful stitches that you love and
0: want to make. And the cutie you use your regular domestic machine on that frame, right?
1: yes you start out with your regular domestic machine so you're turning your home machine um, that you know and love you know the features you know the quirks of the machine and you're putting it on the on the carriage that works with the frame and you're turning it into your quilting machine then As you're ready and you're wanting a more dedicated quilting machine and you're tired of taking your piecing machine on and off, then you can upgrade to what we call a longer arm machine, where it's a more dedicated system and you're ready for that next step.
0: That's actually a great transition into another thing I wanted to talk about was the investing in a long arm. It is an investment. But that is a great way that you can you can start. You can start with your domestic machine and then see if you do really love it. And then you can kind of add different pieces and upgrade as you go. Right. And that
1: was what has been the big draw to investing in the cutie because it's not a huge house payment investment. It it is a very good investment to see if you are going to like quilting and most quilters who get into it really do, or most sewers, I should say, who get in and start using it, love it. And then they're ready for that next step. And they're going to be willing to invest in that more dedicated quilting machine. And it's also going to do it in little chunks and bite-sized pieces that you're not making this huge payment.
0: Yeah, that is a great way to do it. Okay. We'll talk a little bit more about some designs now. Can you tell us a few of your favorite quilting designs for beginners that you would recommend?
1: Always starting out with, we can do a straight line just going across, and then adding a little element in that straight line, whether it's a little circle, and then continuing on with the straight line, and then adding another. That is really easy for you to do to kind of get to understand how the machine and the frame work together. And even if you're pushing it through the the machine, just doing a straight line is much easier for quilting than trying to start out doing these fabulous feathers and and pebble designs. So start out with a straight line, whether it's horizontal or vertical, and add just a little circle in it and then keep going. By doing that, you'll kind of grow your mindset and you'll be able to use those sensors in your mind of how the fabric's working together with the frame and the machine. So get you started. And then I would say loops. Starting with a loop up and then transitioning to a loop down and making that continuous loops are a great way for us to kind of think about designs and then just doing remember when we started writing cursive so we started out doing l's and e's and connecting our cursive together that's another way to get involved and understand how it feels because we use a lot of those cursive type letters as elements and quilting designs like the loop is an l or a little e. Um, we'll use a C shape to go back and forth or an S curve. So all of those elements of the cursive or the letters in the alphabet, so we're really actually using as the de- design features for quilting. So that's a great way to start and practice your alphabet in cursive across the quilt.
0: Yeah, because it's that muscle memory that's really important yeah. in quilting, and you already have that if you know cursive. you You know how to do yes. it.
1: Yes, and they don't realize that they're not equating the two and putting them together because it's kind of removed and we don't think about it that way. But yes, it's that muscle memory and moving across your quilts, yes. And doodle, doodle all the time. I'm I'm telling every meeting that we have, and we have a lot of meetings here, (laughs) I am constantly doodling and I'm doodling shapes and design patterns. So if you will doodle, it does transition and help you become a better quilter.
0: That is great advice. Okay, so quilt as desired. I know a lot of times patterns say quilt as desired. Well, that can be overwhelming. So how do you go about selecting your quilting designs when you're looking at your quilt? And how do you decide what you want to quilt on that? That That's a great
1: question because that is really, uh, can be a roadblock for any quilter out there. It's like picking out the colors of the fabric and pulling them together. What I do is I will kind of print out the the pattern page of the quilt so that I have it. And then I start doodling designs that I think will look good in the different blocks and sometimes i'll even print out the blocks to be the same size so that i can actually look at it and look at what the different elements of design that i think will look good if they'll look good together and i will do it on paper first and then i transition to um the frame in the machine so that's really my process and even when i'm using the automation i will still do that i will still cut out the designs and and put them on the papers because I think that's really important for us to visualize first what they are because that takes the fear out of doing something wrong first and then going to the quote. Um, so I say paper first, and that really does help me.
0: I do something similar, so I will take a photo and then I'll use right. my little edit and my little marker in on my iPhone and just can kind little. Of on there. It's it's a little small. I bet an iPad would work a lot better, but it does give you kind of an idea of what that's going to look like and how those patterns are going to work with each other.
1: That is a fabulous idea. A really good idea. And I may take that and teach it in a class because that is a really good idea.
0: Well, thank you. Okay. Do you have a thread color that you seem to use more than others or one you particularly like? Yeah, I do.
1: I, I I love thread and I love the different colors, but not every color works on every quilt. This is just one thing that I do. I will take the threads and I will unravel them and lay them down on the fabrics that I think that will look good. I think that really does help us see and understand if we want the thread to be more visible or do we want the, the quilting pattern that we piece should be more visible you have to decide kind of those things but i like gray we have a smoky quartz um, that we make with our finesse threads that's made by wonderfill for us specifically and i use that color oh so much because it just blends in so well with a, either a modern or a traditional quilt um, there are other colors that work really well but smoky quartz is my go-to i love that i love grays
0: Okay, what do you think the most important thing you can do to prep your quilt top before quilting? What do you think that is?
1: Ironing it first. I think that's probably the most important thing and making sure that it is um, straight. Uh, I think that will really help your quilting turn out much better. If it's ironed really well and you have less wrinkles on the top, Uh, Also, your seams. Um, Making sure that your seams are more compacted because it's going over a lot of seams. Those are the two things. Really making sure it's straight and even as possible. I know sometimes they don't turn out, but there are ways that you can manipulate it or stretch it to make it a little more straight and then make sure it's ironed really, really good.
0: Yeah, I think it is really important to take the time to do that. It's not always the yes. most fun part of the process, but...
1: No, it isn't, <laughs> but it's, it's just one of the key things.
0: So when you quilt, do you prefer free motion or computerized quilting? Or what do you like about each?
1: I like both of them. There
0: are quilts that
1: call for the automation, the exactness and just the perfection of what the automation can bring. But then there are other quilts. I, I'm kind of a quirky quilter. I, I really like to do things differently. So I made a pineapple quilt and all of the pineapples were straight up, but I turned one upside down because it just adds a fun element to it. And I don't care if you don't like it. I liked it. So I like the ability to myself with the free motion quilting where with the automation it gives you that more perfected look so I say whatever quilts you're quilting what kind of personality do you want it to have do you want it to be a little bit more of you do the free motion quilting if you want it to have that more perfected look use the automation but saying that With the automation, if your automation allows, there's a way to add a little bit more of you is by designing your own designs and having them quilted out with the automation. So there's a lot of ways to express yourself through quilting. And I guess that's what I love. I love being able to express who I am through quilting. Because like I said, it's my silent way of uh, being different.
0: I love it. What would be your number one long arm quilting tip?
1: God, there's so many, but what would be my number one long arm tip? There were a couple of them because when we're standing at the long arm frame, if we don't have it adjusted for our height, it makes it very hard for us to quilt the way we want to quilt. So I would say adjust the height of your frame to you and make it personalized, okay? Then the other thing was making it level leveling your frame before you start quilting is so important you can actually feel as your free motion quilting not so much with the automation but as you're free motion quilting that it is unlevel and you will have it pull actually the machine will pull away from you if your frame is not level so those two things is the height of your frame so it's more comfortable for you to quilt at and leveling your frame And doing it often, don't think that your house isn't going to settle over time. It is, and it's going to become unlevel. So, and as you move that back and forth or doing things around it, you're going to knock it out of kilter. So, readjust it and and just make it so it's more comfortable for you. So, you're not fighting.
0: Oh, that is such a great tip because I know every once in a while when I'm free motion quilting, there's I just hit like a spot that it seems to drag, and that is probably it just wasn't fully level.
1: Yeah, it it makes a huge difference.
0: Okay, so I know we we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but you know that we hear a lot of people say they're just a little bit intimidated to try long arm quilting. So what would you say to those people?
1: You can do anything you put your mind to. Stop stopping yourself from trying something that you could find could become the best therapy and passion out there Um, and uh, lots of times it's just like a little word of encouragement and so often quilters are so giving and they're so charitable and we do so much for the world around us that we forget that we need to take time and do something for us and this could be the actual outlet And you will find it so fun, so therapeutic and such an awesome experience that it won't be just a hobby any longer. It's going to become that passion and it's going to be part of your life now that you can't really live without doing it for others and for yourself.
0: So just jump in.
1: Yes, jump in. Yeah, stop stopping yourself from trying something new. Don't say I can't. Say I'm going to try. And you'll see that once you start trying you can because you don't have to be a fabulous artist you don't have to be a fabulous piecer you don't have to be any of those things that you think you do uh, to just start trying and then with time you become better and better
0: and better before long you're teaching classes who knew Right. Be yourself. As you said, you're a quirky quilter. So you be your best quirky quilter self. Absolutely. How do you make time for quilting in your personal life?
1: (laughs) That's a tough one because it's part of my life in general. So it's at work and then going home. And sometimes I have to say, I get a little burned out. And sometimes I have to say, okay, no quilting today. Um, But I really try to make at least two hours of quilting a day and I know that seems like a lot for a lot of people out there because our lives are busy and I feel, but for me I can do it because it's part of my job but being at home allow yourself the time to be the mom the wife and, and then just allow yourself that little time and if you can't get to the quilting I say that's fine don't don't beat yourself up for it. Um, just try to make time at, on the weekends or whenever you can. Or we find time to do other things, but sometimes we just say, okay, I'll get to it tomorrow. And I'm infamous uh, for doing that. I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. And then all of a sudden we have to get it done. So if we'll find just a little bit every day to do, and then we're becoming more comfortable with our abilities Um, try to make at least 15 to 20 minutes.
0: I agree. I think it's so interesting when I I say I'm going to sit down, Just I'll just do a little bit. I'll just do, you know, I'll just sew this one block together. But then once you sit down and you're just really having fun, it's like, oh, now an hour has passed.
1: (laughs) You're right. You do get involved and it's like hours can fly by and you're not even recognizing
0: it because you're having fun. All right, we'll switch gears just a little bit here. And the Grace Company has a virtual quilt event coming up and it's called the Spring Fling Quilt Festival. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what people could expect?
1: Yeah, this is pretty exciting. Um, way back when, when COVID started, we were trying to come up with a way to connect with our quilters and the people around us so that we could still be a community and connecting. Where Uh, Quilters like me and our ambassadors have a way to be able to show others Uh, what we're working on and ideas, give them ideas and it's just a virtual event uh, showing our products that we're coming out with and it's a great way to get to know the Grace Company and the people who work here and also seeing what's new that we're innovating out there um, by joining this and then the other thing is is we have some fabulous quilters that are part of our team that we call ambassadors and They are so gifted and so talented that they show you different ways and techniques to do um, ways to quilt, ways to piece, ways to... Um, make a bag or sew a jacket there's so many different ways that they are expressing themselves and and giving you a little pattern or you can go to their websites so join us for this virtual event it's coming up in a couple of weeks and it's a lot of fun if you'll go to graceframe.com find our events page, click on the spring fling and register. you actually can register to win a 16 inch machine and a Q-zone hoop frame. So by going forward and doing that, you have the opportunity to jump into long arm quilting and and try some of our fabulous products that we make.
0: And this is a totally free event and it's all online, Right. right?
1: It's totally free, all online and you can just sign up for the classes or the courses that you wanna take. You don't even have to be there at the time that they're going live, um, because then you can uh, watch it afterwards in your own time, in the comfort of your own home, when you have time to watch it.
0: That's great. So you can wear your PJs, get super comfy. That's and, right. <laughs> and just learn some new some new techniques and see some fun quilting product. Okay, well that sounds so fun. Is there anything else you'd like us to know just in general? I just want y'all to explore
1: other ways to quilt or to try something new I always make it a goal to try something new i mean if you've been quilting for a while and you're even a long-arm quilter it's never too late to try something different or something new and explore other avenues of how we can create using our frames or machines i am a big advocate of of us um, trying to see things differently and think outside the box. Um, That's where your creative juices start to percolate. And we start thinking, oh, okay, how can I do this? Uh, I think there's so many ways that quilters can express themselves that we haven't even thought of. Yeah, explore, 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 explore. Go online, just find that little creative niche and go for it. Don't let anybody stop you. Don't even let yourself stop you. Just go for it.
0: Great advice. If people want to learn more about the Grace Company, where should they go?
1: Go to our website. It's graceframe.com and check it out. We just started a website with a home-based quilter because that is our home base. We've always been making quilting supplies and tools for you who are quilting at home so we can bring the quilting to you in the comfort of your own home that's how my brother started it and and we're just continuing on down that road and then you can join us on facebook and a lot of social avenues if you have the automation and you want just a group of automated quilters we also have a facebook group of the automation so come and see our website wow god like come and be a part of a home-based quilter you don't even have to own our products We just want to know you and your story. You bring a unique perspective to the world of quilting and sewing and crafting. We're not just wearing one hat. We're wearing multiple hats. And we need you. And you expressing yourself, it will expand on to that younger generation that we want involved in this. And please come and join us at GraceFrame.com. And I'll see you there. And I'll see you at Spring Filling.
0: Great. And we'll link over to all those things that you mentioned in our show notes so people can go right there and link over and find all of that. And I just love that message that we just want to continue this creative outlet for future generations.
1: Yeah, thank you. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed meeting you and, and having the conversation. I love it.
0: I had a great time chatting with Carla. I'm still working on building my free motion long arm skills and I love all the advice she had. We're going to take an ad break and come back with our tips for prepping your top for machine quilting. Welcome back! Now we're sharing our top 4 tips for preparing your top for quilting. First, secure your seams. If your quilt doesn't have a border on it, then likely there are a lot of seams running all the way to the edge of your quilt. These seams are most likely to come loose in handling, so it's a good idea to run a stitch all the way around the perimeter of your quilt. You'll want to stitch really close to the edge, about an eighth of an inch or so, so that when you sew the binding on, this stitch will be covered. I've also used my serger here, which can give you an extra secure edge and contain all those loose fraying threads. This is really helpful when you're going to store the quilt top for a while before quilting. Just make sure to use a very thin stitch that would be covered up by your binding in this case as well. Next, press your quilt. This is the boring part, but trust me, it's worth it. Really take the time to give your quilt a good pressing. I like to press from the backside first so I can check all the seams and fix any that have twisted. I also take the time to cut off any stray threads that could show through to the front. Pay special attention to the places where you have strong contrast between a light and a dark fabric. This is where you can get those sneaky little threads that will end up showing through on the front of a light fabric. Once you've done that, then I usually flip it over and press from the front to finish it. Let it cool and then fold neatly. If you're not going to quilt it for a while, you can hang it on a dry cleaning hanger, the type that has a cardboard tube on the bottom, to help keep it neat. Then, prep your backing. Plan for your backing fabric to be at least four inches larger than the top on all sides. So add eight inches to the finished length and width. It can be larger than that, but not smaller. If this quilt is being loaded onto a long arm, this ensures there is enough extra fabric to be attached to the leaders. And if you're quilting on your own domestic machine, this allows a little extra to account for stretching or shifting that may occur. If you are piecing a backing, you would typically want the seam to be running horizontally along the back of your quilt and not vertically. If you have a vertical seam when you're loading that onto the long arm, you'll have all that bulk in the same spot on the pole, so you'll get a lump there, which can cause the backing to unload unevenly. A horizontal seam will align with the pole so it can load and unload nice and straight and even. Stitch the backing pieces together with a half inch seam and press it open to reduce bulk. And make sure to cut off the selvages. If you leave them, those spots can be harder to stitch through as the selvage is more tightly woven. If you want to avoid seaming your backing altogether, using a wide-back fabric is a great option. These fabrics are 108 inches wide, so you can buy enough continuous yardage for the size of your quilt. It's a great time saver and ensures the backing pattern is uninterrupted. Finally, mark the top of the quilt and the backing. I just use a safety pin to attach a small tag or piece of paper marked top to the side I would like facing up. It's a good reminder of the direction you had envisioned it when you were sewing the quilt and the backing, especially if you aren't going to get around to quilting it for a while. And if you are sending more than one quilt at a time to your long-arm quilter, I'd also recommend marking which backing goes with which top to avoid mix-ups. It's a lot of work to prep your quilt for quilting. I usually find to do a really good job this takes me one to two hours for a large quilt. But I'd much rather put in the time up front than to be disappointed when my quilt is finished. I hope these tips help you next time you prep a quilt. Your long-armer or your future self will thank you! That's it for today's show. Thanks so much for joining us today and we hope you'll get to spend some time quilting this week.